Chapter Four of the Actress in High Life: An Episode in Winter Quarters by Sue Pettigrew Bowen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four. Celia, here comes Monsieur Lebeau. Rosalind, with his mouth full of news. Celia, which he will put on us as pigeons feed their young. Rosalind, then we shall be news crammed. From as you like it the next morning colonel lille was seated in his room wrapped in his cloak with a brassero filled with wood embers at his feet for it was one of those windy chilly days not uncommon in this fluctuating climate and he was still invalid enough to be keenly sensitive to these sudden changes of temperature he was too so completely wrapped up in his meditations that his servant had twice to announce that the adjutant was in the next room here already said lille i did not expect him until ten o'clock he looked at his watch but it is ten already here have i been thinking for two hours and never once thought of the regiment i am acquiring a sad habit of day-dreaming or rather my mind has not yet recovered its tone ask lieutenant meynell to walk in here the regimental business was soon dispatched and the adjutant who was a capital newsmonger began to detail the local news of the day lille liked to keep himself informed of what was going on around him on the easy terms of listening to the adjutant but this morning he seemed to tire soon at the details of small intelligence much of which was of a sporting character such as this warren has succeeded in buying the famous dog at estremos they say he will collar a wolf without ceremony and throttle him single-handed and he has the knack of so seizing a wild boar that he can never bring his tusks to bear upon him i hope said lil that warren will show us many trophies of his prowess or his dogs rather in the hunt he had to pay well enough for him though fifty moidoras was the least his owner would take for him i sincerely trust that warren will get fifty moidoras's worth of sport out of him he went out yesterday to try him continued meynell but hatton who was with him got such a fall he is a villainous rider without knowing it that they had great trouble in getting him back here and it broke up the day's sport is he much hurt asked lil no permanent injury but he fell on his head and at first they thought the time come for firing blank cartridges over him i trust if hatton is bent on dying in the field he will choose some occasion when they do not fire blank cartridges as his colonel seemed little interested in his sporting intelligence the adjutant turned to a topic that looked a little more like business i see that commissary shortridge has got back ah said lil suppressing a yawn where has he been he has been to lisbon what carried him there mechanically asked the colonel evidently not caring to know business of the commissariat he says so i suppose said lil carelessly but i suppose no such thing said meynell the first thing these fellows think of is not the supply of the troops but their own comfort he only went to lisbon to bring his wife here what said lil with sudden interest is mrs shortridge in elvis yes she came with him last night and is she to remain here any time as long as we stay answered meynell surprised at the interest his superior now showed at his intelligence that is if shortridge can establish her here comfortably you know since the king's money has been passing through his hands and some of it has stuck to his palms he has begun to give himself airs he speaks with the most gentlemanly disgust of the narrow and inconvenient lodgings they are obliged to put up with he told me they were in the dirtiest part of the town in the midst of the filthiest of these portuguese and sooner than let mrs shortridge stay there he will take her to port alegre or back to lisbon 
there will not be the least need of that said lil quickly this house is large and convenient enough and he looked round the apartment into the room beyond and is one of the best situated in elvis but you are occupying it yourself sir what good will that do shortridge oh i will give it up to shortridge it is quite thrown away on a bachelor like me now i am on duty again i prefer being near the regiment and shall take rooms at the barracks shortridge will be exceedingly obliged to you but added meynell fishing for information i did not think you cared a farthing whether the commissary got into good quarters or no the commissary said lil looking round on his companion with an air of surprise then he added in a tone of contempt he may lie in a ditch many a better man has done it it is mrs commissary for whom i would find good quarters oh indeed said meynell elevating his eyebrows a good deal i overlooked that but i was not aware that you had ever seen her oh many times in lisbon last year indeed on one occasion i did her a well-timed service what was that if i may be allowed to ask why mrs shortridge though an excellent woman is a little afflicted with the disease of sight-seeing and had thrust herself with a party of other heretics into the patriarchal church to witness the rending of the veil do you know what that means meynell i believe you are not well drilled in theology not popish theology nor any other i fear however a large detachment of the live and dead saints were there and certainly half the rabble of lisbon in the rush of this devout crowd mrs shortridge got separated from her party and between alarm and exhaustion fell fainting on the pavement she would soon have been trampled to death had i not picked her up and carried her out bodily i had to swear awfully at the rabble to make them give way that was no small service said meynell then glancing at the colonel's thin form i'm afraid you could not repeat it just now mrs shortridge is a plump little body i suppose not yet there is no knowing what exertions a man might make to save a pretty woman however she has been very grateful ever since and whenever we meet we are excellent friends i am glad shortridge has brought her here she is a different sort of person from himself she has some very pleasant traits of character in fact she is a very good woman and he sank into a reverie apparently thinking over mrs commissary's good qualities meynell had nothing more to tell and hopeless of extracting anything more now took leave but when he had gone out of the room his colonel called him back to inquire where shortridge was now lodged having given as precise an answer as he could to this question the adjutant departed trying as he went to frame such a definition of a good woman as would fit his view of this case this little conversation seemed to have revived lil a good deal he looked out of the window and pronounced the wind to have fallen and that after all it was a very pleasant day calling his servant to bring his boots and brush his clothes he was soon after on the praça of elvis this exhibited a busy scene for the troops quartered in elvis created a market and drew a concourse of people from the surrounding country asses laden with or just unladen of country produce were grouped about the square each with his nose tied up in a net that he might not eat his saddle or panniers bullock carts were seen here and there among them many of the oxen lying down with their legs doubled under them taking advantage of the halt to enjoy their siesta a crowd of peasants hovered about and the sonorous spanish mingling with the abrupt and nasal portuguese the short black jackets and montero caps among the hats and vests generally brown showed that many of these men had come across the spanish border here was the pig merchant with his unquiet and ear-piercing merchandise 
and the wine-merchant with his pitchy goat-skin sacks full of and flavouring the vino verde colonel bradshaw so much abhorred here were peasant women with poultry and sausages and goat's milk cheese and young girls persuasively offering for sale the contents of their baskets oranges chestnuts volatas and other fruits and nuts here in the crowd was a monk there a secular priest and of friars a plenty and here in the midst of them were the broad-faced english soldiers touching their caps as lil passed among them their faces growing broader as they remarked to each other that there was still something left of the colonel here too were the lounging citizens of elvas who might have personified otium cum dignitate or plain english laziness but for the presence of some of the gentlemen of the brigade who were sauntering about with their hands in their pockets as if caring for nothing and having nothing to do or at once too proud and lazy to do it not much caring which way their steps led them but expecting of course every one to get out of their way yet a spark of interest would at times shine out from them at the sight of a neat figure or a pretty face among the rustic bells whose love of bright and strongly contrasted colours in dress attracted the eye and gave variety to the scene some of these gentlemen stopped lil to talk with him but avoiding any prolonged conversation he hastened across the prasa into one of the narrow and uncleanly streets along which he picked his way wishing that he had authority for a few days to turn the good people of elvis clergy and all into scavengers and enter on a thorough purification of the place beginning with the persons of the people themselves a moral purification might possibly follow but could not possibly precede this physical cleansing walking along divided between these thoughts and the necessity of looking for the place he was searching for he heard himself called by some one behind him he turned it was commissary shortridge himself who being rather percy was a little out of breath through his exertions to overtake him now there were a good many things that lil despised but if there was anything that he did despise beyond all others it was a commissary a fellow who makes his gains where all other men make their losses who devotes himself to his country's service for the express purpose of cheating it who seizes the hour of its greatest want and weakness to bleed it most freely who as often as he can sells to his country straw for hay chaff for corn and bones for beef the master stroke of whose art is to get past by fraudulent vouchers accounts full of imaginary articles charged at fabulous prices in short a man who loves war more than mars or achilles reaping amidst its blood and havoc a rich harvest in safety our commissary was not quite equal in professional skill to some of his brethren perhaps he had some small remnant of conscience left or of patriotism or of loyalty or of caution which withheld him from plundering king and country with both hands nevertheless from being an unprosperous london tradesman he had in a few years contrived to line his pockets exceedingly well and had now grown ambitious of social position how came it then when the commissary had expressed very copiously his delight at seeing colonel lil again and yet more at seeing him so much better in health and strength than he had dared to hope lil condescendingly gave him to understand that the pleasure of this meeting was not all on the commissary's side when shortridge congratulated him on his promotion and yet more on the high deserts that had drawn it upon him lil's manner implied that the commissary's good opinion gave him greater confidence in himself how could lil do this simply because the proudest and best of us can tolerate and even flatter those we despise when we have urgent occasion to use them the commissary then said i have brought mrs shortridge with me to elvas i am very glad to hear it answered lil without betraying that he knew it before 
even one english lady is a precious addition to our society in this dull place mrs shortridge has never forgotten your rescuing her from under the feet of the idolatrous rabble of lisbon she is still a strong friend of yours and will be delighted to see you as soon as she is mistress of a decent apartment where is she now not far from here but in such an abominable hole that a lady is naturally ashamed to be caught there by any genteel acquaintance i am truly sorry to hear that she is so badly lodged our officers said shortridge have taken up all the best houses and the troops being quartered here has attracted such an additional population from the country around that i was afraid i would have to carry mrs shortridge to rooms in the barracks that will never do said lille but pray if i am in her neighbourhood let me call on mrs shortridge and welcome her to elvis thus urged the commissary led the way and soon reached his lodgings they found the lady in a room of some size but dark dirty and offensive enough to eye and nose to disgust her with elvis and drive her back to lisbon without unpacking the numerous trunks baskets bandboxes and portable furniture which lumbered the room these her man-servant was arranging under her direction while she was good-humouredly trying to pacify her maid who with tears in her eyes was protesting that she could not sleep another night in that coal-hole into which the people of the house had thrust her and which they would persist in calling a chamber mrs shortridge a plump and pretty woman of eight-and-twenty was a good deal fluttered at seeing such a visitor at such a time she declared that she did not know whether she was more delighted or ashamed to see major i beg your pardon colonel lil in such a place we who have been accustomed to a suite of genteel apartments wherever we went lil cast his eye around the forlorn and dismal walls let me beg you colonel lil to be conveniently near-sighted during your visit i would not for the world have our present domicile and our household arrangements minutely inspected by your critical eye without minding her protest he completed a deliberate survey then said suddenly why shortridge how could you think of shutting up a lady in such a dungeon if mrs shortridge were not the best-tempered woman in the world it would cause a domestic rebellion and we would soon see her posting back to lisbon and london perhaps without leave or license do you forget how she yearns after the two little boys she left at home that you venture to aggravate so her regrets at leaving england how can i help it said shortridge looking much out of countenance i have been into a dozen houses and these rooms are the largest and least comfortless i can find i would pitch my tent in the prasa and pass the winter in it said lil sooner than share with these people the pigsties they call their houses but a lady is not quite so hardy or fearless as a soldier said mrs shortridge and needs more substantial shelter and protection than a canvas wall i have some thoughts of getting rooms in the barracks said shortridge but it is not pleasant for a lady to be in the midst of the rank and file of course not by the by said lil as if he had just thought of it i intend as soon as i get quite well to take quarters at the barracks i lodge too far from the regiment now i may as well hasten my removal and transfer my present abode to you my house is large well situated and not more dilapidated than everything else is in this country it will suit mrs shortridge as well as a portuguese house can suit an english lady but i cannot think of turning you out of it said mrs shortridge you are still an invalid and need every comfort and convenience about you i am nearly as well as i ever was in my life answered lil a little like the lean knight of la mancha it is true but time and good feeding will soon cure that 
and let me tell you good feeding is the order of the day here just now i am only afraid we will eat up the country around before the opening of the campaign but my present house has a fault to me which will be none to you there is no stabling for my horses unless i follow the portuguese custom and lodge them in the ground floor of the house i have to keep them at the barracks and like to be so quartered that i can put my foot in the stirrup at a minute's warning the commissary and his wife made many scruples at accepting his offer but lille overruled them and at length it was settled that he should march out at the end of three days and mrs shortridge and sweet should garrison the vacant post and now i will leave you said lille i will finish my visit when you are more suitably lodged i know how annoying it must be to a neat english woman to receive her friends in such a place as this and he left mr and mrs commissary full of gratitude for his attentions and of a growing conviction that they were people of some importance and fashion the military gentlemen in elvas had most of them abundant leisure on their hands and like the athenians in st paul's day spent their time in little else than either to tell or to hear some new thing every day colonel bradshaw strolling about the prasa with this praiseworthy object had the luck to meet with adjutant meynell and at once began to pump him for news but the adjutant being a man of the same kidney needed no pumping at all he at once commenced laying open to the colonel under the strictest injunctions to secrecy the thing weighing most on his mind which was the curious little conversation he had just held with his own colonel not forgetting to give a few extra touches to the expressions of satisfaction that the news of mrs shortridge's arrival had called forth after sifting and twisting the matter to their own satisfaction they parted and the colonel continued his stroll chewing the cud of the last news he had swallowed an hour or so after whom should he meet with by the greatest good luck but the commissary himself now shortridge was rather a favourite with the colonel being a man who knew how to make himself useful for instance he was the very agent who had so judiciously declined purchasing the refuse sherry wines which soult victor and company had contemptuously left on the market while with equal judgment and promptitude he had laid in for the mess an abundant stock of the best port malmsey and madeira two such cronies meeting for the first time for ten days had much conference together in the course of which the colonel learned all about the straits mrs shortridge was put to for lodgings and how she was to be relieved through the considerate kindness of lille this led to a minute account of the occasion on which their acquaintance began and rather an exaggerated statement of the social relations existing between the aristocratic colonel and the shortridge firm i have been sometimes galled and ruffled by his haughty manner said the commissary but now i know it is only his manner he is very considerate of other people and is getting more and more agreeable every day the commissary not having like the colonel nothing to do now took his leave a little surprised however seeing how glad bradshaw had been to meet with him at his not inviting him to dine that day with the mess as he had often done before it was observed at the mess table of the regiment that the colonel was in particularly fine spirits to-day always companionable he this day enjoyed his dinner his glass and his jokes and other men's jokes with peculiar gusto at length however the table grew thin duty pleasure satiety and restlessness took off man after man particularly of the younger officers and the colonel was left at last to the support of three or four of his special confidants the stanchest sitters in the regiment gathering them around him he called for a fresh decanter filled their glasses and ordered the last servant out of the room after slowly draining his glass and dwelling a while on the rich flavour of the wine he remarked 
we certainly owe a debt of gratitude to shortridge for the good faith in which he executes these little commissions they are we should remember quite beside his official duties i never tasted better madeira of its age in my life it almost equals my lord's best which is ten years older and i do not think that shortridge made more than two fair profits out of us i met him by the by to-day and would have had him dine with us but for certain reasons i think his best place just now is at home watching over his domestic relations what is there in them exclaimed one of the party that needs such close watching the colonel seemed for a moment to debate in his own mind the propriety of making a revelation then said we are all friends here and while it is desirable in our profession and in all others to know thoroughly the men we live among still there are many little things that are not to be published on parade like a general order his discreet auditors assenting to this truth he then gave a full detail of adjutant maynell's morning conversation with his colonel painting broadly and brightly lil's surprise and delight on hearing that mrs shortbridge was in elvis what do you think of that fox captain fox thought lil very imprudent but he is young yet and lacks secrecy and self-command i had not well digested what maynell had told me continued bradshaw when i met shortridge and lo lil had already found them out in their dirty lodgings and the colonel went on to repeat and embellish shortridge's narrative of lil's kind attention and the origin of their intimacy various were the comments of the company on the affair but they all agreed to the justice of their colonel's criticism when he remarked that scene in the patriarchal church must have been exceedingly well got up i should like much to have been by have you ever remarked that a woman never faints out and out when there is no man near enough and ready enough to catch her before she falls to the ground this was a physiological fact as to female fainting that some of the company admitted was new to them now you are all sharp fellows said bradshaw with a patronizing wave of the hand and some of you profess to be men of intrigue yet i doubt whether any one of you can tell me why the house is not handed over to shortridge until the end of three days one suggested one reason another another but wine had failed to sharpen their wits and he scornfully rejected their solutions three days may be needed said he gravely to fit a double set of keys to every lock in the house shortridge will have one lil may keep the other and with it the power of letting himself in and out at any minute of the twenty-four hours how stupid did his companions think themselves the thing was now patent to the dullest apprehension it is curious continued the colonel that shortridge so keen a fellow in all business transactions for both we and the government have found him too sharp for us before now should be in these little delicate domestic relations such an egregious gull you all know i do not view these little matters from the parson's point of view but still there is propriety to be observed to think continued bradshaw with a countenance of comic horror of his proposing to make our friend shortridge lie in a ditch for his accommodation our punctilious comrade is getting to be a very bare-faced fellow just snatched from the brink of the grave too added he in a sudden fit of pious indignation what a deliberate cold-blooded fellow having thus by fitting a few chance hints to each other brought out a pretty piece of spanish intrigue that would have delighted calderon or lope de vega the colonel emptied the decanter by filling the glasses all around and each man emptying his glass the company dispersed End of chapter four